This is statewide news from Alaska Public Media. I'm Michael Finelli. The state of Alaska is changing its leasing strategy to incentivize Cook Inlet oil and gas development during an upcoming lease sale. Typically, oil and gas leases involve a royalty, a cut the state takes from any production on a lease site. In Cook Inlet, that rate is 12.5%. Sean Clifton with the Department of Natural Resources Oil and Gas Division says the royalty system can discourage bidding because it kicks in as soon as production begins. It's still you know, put the burden on the producer from the very start of production, and it makes it a little bit harder for them to, you know, pay their debts back and and, uh, cover all the capital costs that they've incurred from building, you know, infrastructure like a platform or pipelines. He says that's why this year the state is offering a different model for the Cook Inlet lease sale. It's using a net profit share system, which means companies don't have to pay the state its share until they've already paid off certain capital and operating costs. The net profit share option is a response to lackluster lease sales in recent years. The state is focusing on encouraging Cook Inlet development because of a predicted shortage in natural gas that could soon affect the whole South Central region. Meanwhile, Juno's Mill Campground closed this week. It's a space where unhoused people can camp in the warmer months for free. Once it closes for the season, the city typically opens a cold-weather emergency shelter. KTOO's Yvonne Crummery was there as campers packed up to leave for the winter and has this report. People gather up their things in tarps and plastic totes. Garrett Durr is one of the campers packing up. He says this was his first summer at the campground after more than a year of struggling to find stable housing. He isn't sure where he's going next. Pretty much just the streets, I'd say. say. Tried the glory hall, I think. We'll see what happens. Unless they can get beds at the glory hall's emergency shelter, many campers like Durr will spend the next week waiting for the emergency cold weather shelter to open. The city and St. Vincent de Paul aim to open it on Friday. Heavy rains are expected before then, as the remnants of Typhoon Bolivan pass through southeast Alaska. The glory hall's emergency shelter beds were full this summer, but staff have spent the last few weeks trying to find more permanent housing solutions for some of those patrons. They expect a few spots to open up in the coming days. The cold weather shelter will be at a city-owned warehouse in Thane this winter. Resurrection Lutheran Church ran the shelter for the last two years, but the congregation could not agree to host it again until last week. By then, the city had made other plans. Matthew Wilson is at the campground Monday morning to help his daughter and her boyfriend pack up. He worries the warming shelter's location could make it harder for people to get to the warming shelter. With help from KTOO's Katie Anastas, in Juneau, I'm Yvonne Cremery. This is Alaska Public Media. The Alaska Morning News is brought to you in part by... The Westmark Fairbanks Hotel and Conference Center, located in downtown Fairbanks, featuring hot breakfast, Wi-Fi, and a fitness center. Reservations at westmarkhotels.com. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the estate of Joan B. Kroc, whose bequest serves as an enduring investment in the future of public radio and seeks to help NPR produce programming that meets the highest standards of public service in journalism and cultural expression. 